The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus and his disciples arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As Jesus stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bonds and be driven by the demons into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them. They were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It was a sign of a very sick city that the thing that terrified them was Jesus. They were perfectly comfortable with the man who called himself Legion. They knew what to do with him. Bind him up, shackle him, put him under guard. Yeah, he would break out sometimes, wander out uh, by the tombs, out into the wilds. Then he'd come back into town, they'd get report, oh, Legion's back. And they knew what to do. They had their protocols that they followed out. It was uncomfortable. It's not how they would have designed it, but it was what they were used to. It's what they were accustomed to, this city. No, what, what really freaked them out <laughs> was Jesus. Jesus comes to the city. 
He comes and he barely steps foot off the boat when he is greeted by this one. And this one immediately recognizes him. Not not the man, but the demons within him. And we'll see many places throughout the scriptures, throughout the gospels, where the demons, they recognize Jesus and they know him for who he is even while so many humans don't but the demons they recognize him and they say please don't torment us don't torment me this word for torment is found also in Revelation where it speaks of the evil one and all of his demons being tormented In the abyss. This is their end. All those forces that defy God, that wreak havoc among God's people and in this world, their end is torment, judgment from God. And the demons say, A little longer, please. Don't send us there quite yet. And the time had not yet come for that final judgment. Yet Jesus is going to have mercy on this man whom they had possessed. Jesus also talks to the demons, which is unique in the Gospels. Normally he just talks and we hear the you know, the narrative of the story. But here we're given dialogue. He asks the name, what is your name? And they reply, legion, for they were many. A Roman legion would number in the thousands. That is the trouble that this man was undergoing. But again, it wasn't It wasn't the presence of so much evil wreaking havoc in this man's life that disrupted the people. It's when they go out and they find the man clothed, seated at the feet of Jesus, in his right mind. It's then that they were terrified They didn't know what to do with him anymore. The one that they had written off. The one that they had judged. The one that they had looked at with maybe some pity, but really didn't want to try to help in any way. No, now they saw him clothed in his right mind, sitting at the feet of Jesus. This is the position of a disciple. He is learning from his master who has had tremendous mercy on him, having cast out these demons. The presence of evil in this world wreaks havoc in our lives. It has consequences. We try to control it. We try to put limits on it. 
But at the end of the day, we really can't do anything about it. But God can. That is the message in this gospel lesson is that God takes care of evil. He casts it out and ultimately he will destroy it. He will torment it. He will destroy it. He will cast it into the abyss. You know, those swine that dove off the cliff in there, they, they are the last we see of the demons. Last we see of them. But ultimately, they, while they may be out and about, they will meet their end. And for us, those whom they have tormented, our future is like that of this man. We are recipients of Jesus' mercy. The people were seized with a great fear. And Jesus, having just stepped off the boat, had this encounter, gets back into the boat and leaves. Because the people said, get out of here. We don't know what to do with you. You would have thought that they would have said, please come into the city, roll out the red carpet. Get out of here. And the implication is, uh, and take this guy with you. They didn't know what to do with one who had been healed. He made them uncomfortable. And the man himself, he knew he wasn't welcome anymore. He says, please let me go with you. Jesus says, nope, I've got a job for you. He says to him, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. This man had a home. He had a family. He had neighbors. And Jesus didn't want to let them off the hook to just write this man off. He wanted this man to be there in their midst. A reminder of the power of God over evil. A reminder of the mercy of God for humanity. The world doesn't have a place for such people. But in the kingdom of God, this man was a prince. He was an ambassador. And he was sent to go and to shine the light of Jesus. To proclaim how much God had done for him. And it says, so he went away proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. So I ask you, what has God done for you? What has Jesus done for you? What kind of healing has he brought to you? What kind of evil has he cast out from your life? Jesus would have you go to share that good news of all that God has done for you in your homes, throughout your cities, 
to your neighbors. To be one who shines like a star in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. So that others may see the light. That you might make them uncomfortable. That through you, God would mess with them. Such that they might also see within themselves that darkness with which they have become comfortable. Not because they like it, but because they have tricked themselves into thinking that it's manageable, except when it's not. (laughs) Jesus doesn't want us to just settle for managing our sin. Managing our dis-ease. He wants to heal us. He wants to restore us to God in a right relationship. He wants to restore us in a right relationship with each other. Which is why he will not let this man come with him. Which is why when we are saved at our baptism, we're not immediately right up into heaven. (laughs) He has work for this man to do. He has work for you to do. And that work is to give him praise and to share the good news of what God has done for you. We don't know what the response of the people was to the man. We know what he did. We don't know how they responded. That really isn't the important part. You don't know how the people are going to respond to you when you start telling them about what God has done for you. But you can't control any of that anyway. Let God deal with that. Let God work through you as he will. Calling your neighbors, your family, your friends to repentance and to belief in the one who has the power to heal, to restore, to bring judgment on evil, and to give to us life everlasting. Jesus. Amen.